At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Oh, welcome into Odds On. It's Mike Palm back with Amal Shaw. Sorry, Amal, I didn't know Wes had stopped talking. <laughs> Good to have you back, buddy. Nice to be back. Hope you had a great Christmas. We did. We had a great Christmas with the family here, and, uh, you know, it was my son's birthday yesterday. Yeah. Fortunately, he was under the weather. That's why I wasn't able to make the show, but uh, felt better in the evening, so we had a little uh, a little party for him, but a bigger party next week. We how, how old is the uh, future supermodel? S- cutest kid in the world. Six years old. Almost yeah. cute, cute to be a boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But now he gets into little nights. He starts little nights next uh, next Monday, so he's excited for that. Who would have thought in the desert we'd be talking about playing junior hockey? These kids want to grow up to be Golden Knights now. I mean, that's, if you're a kid in Las Vegas, I mean, and, and of course, and your dad works for a guy that owns a suite, and you get to go to a lot of games when you're young. <laughs> that's your dream. <laughs> Absolutely right. Uh, breaking news. Carson Wentz on the COVID list. This affects the game. They host the Raiders uh, on Sunday. And then obviously this AFC wildcard race as well. I've seen this game off the board or down to two and a half in some spots. If Wentz can't go, is this a play on the Raiders spot? Uh, I would think so. I have a friend of mine. He's got the Houston Texans uh, season win total over. I said, you need the Colts. To, uh, was it not the, I'm sorry, not the Texans. Who was it? I forgot. It involves this game with the Colts and the Raiders. So, somehow it impacts them. I, th- I think it might be that case because if, Colts lose this game. The Texans are going to win the division with the victory next week. That's what it was because he needs the Texans. Then they have a shot. I said, this is about as good of a scenario as you can get here. Uh, Sam Ellinger, the potential quarterback there. Uh, when I look at this team, Mike, I- I'm not that concerned about them as long as Jonathan Taylor's healthy. If you say Jonathan Taylor's in COVID protocol, I'm concerned. Yeah. Somehow they did it. Uh, they did it without an offensive line in the desert against Cliff Kingsbury. But we'll get into that when we do our three up and three down. Last night, NFL, uh, Monday night football, Dolphins 20. Saints three, Ian Book, he moved the ball uh, about as much as he did against Clemson in the national semifinal last night. I was texting with our own Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi line here, saying, they, I don't know how they're going to score the ball. He said, yeah, of course, Tua will be the talk of the town. Isn't this great? Yeah, I, I, you know, I didn't think Tua would throw for 235 dozen in this one. Kamara wound up with actually 52 yards rushing. Must have had one big run in the second half. I didn't watch any of the second half. Yeah, I, I didn't want, once it got to 17 to three and I was just looking on and off at the game as it was though. But now the Dolphins, here the Dolphins sit. They actually, if the playoffs started today, they are the seventh seed having won seven consecutive games to get to eight and seven. Really impressive job by Brian Flores' team. But the one thing I would still point out before everybody jumps on this Dolphins bandwagon is look at the victories twice against the, what is it? The Jets 
Uh, you've got a victory against the Baltimore Colts on a Thursday night here. The Saints depleted, you know, down to Ian Book. Uh, by the way, you know, a lot of these backup quarterbacks never want to play because they don't want to get exposed for what they are. I thought Ian Book got completely exposed yesterday. Uh, Stephen Bonner, a producer on Primetime Action yesterday, I was with Matt Brown. And he said, take the interception over 190 and boom, what is it? Second play of the game, he throws a pick. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where this team goes moving forward because they need a quarterback in New Orleans if they're going to be successful because the defense is still very good. One other thing, Mike, um, Matt, uh, sorry, Brian Flores mismanaged the clock at the end of the first half. They had that third down, they take a sack by Tua and pushes them basically out of field goal range. Sanders misses the kick. To me, I look at it and say, hey, you got to run the ball there, get up 10 points. You're not going to give up 10 points against the Saints team. If you're backing the Dolphins to get into the playoffs, the bad news is is they're going to have games against teams that still need to play. I mean, there's no shot that the Titans and the Patriots are sitting people these last two weeks. Titans still trying to win their division. Actually, the two seed right now in the AFC. And Patriots need to hang on for a wild card as well now that Buffalo seemingly in control of the AFC East. Yeah, but uh, the Patriots really have one of the best schedules down the stretch of anybody in football. I really like where they're at, and so I, I think they're in good position. Uh, they should be able to get into the postseason. Are you at all concerned? I know we'll get into it in three up and three down about Mac Jones and where he's at. Are we starting to see a little bit of kind of rookie play? I mean, isn't this what we thought? I mean, even when they had the two-game effective two-game lead on the Bills, still a rookie quarterback, right? And a little bit of smoke and mirrors and swirling wind. They win that game in Orchard Park. Yeah. and they, I mean, I think Belichick's done a great job with this team with a rookie quarterback playing defense, running the football, and putting him in positions to win. They're in the position to have a wild card. Unfortunately for them... If you have Patriots Super Bowl tickets like our friend Todd Wishnev does at 41 to 1 and 35 to 1 and 32 to 1 and 28 to 1, is Mac Jones going on the road and winning four games? No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah, that's a great point. And to, you know, you, you bring up an excellent uh, point on Mac Jones simply because I, I think you've seen some regression from him. That game against New England on Sunday reminded me of a team in college football. They lose a game against an opponent. Let's, let's say actually more college basketball, right? You have 19 turnovers in a game, and, and the other team shoots 58%. This game, they said, all right, this nonsense isn't happening. They come back with like 10 turnovers. You know, they hold you down offensively, and that's exactly what they did. I thought they did a tremendous job in this game against the Patriots, really stuffed them and didn't allow them to do much. All right, let's get up to get into three up and three down now, and let's start with the up and the common team that we have on our list the Los, the Los Angeles Rams and all this is your pick to win the NFC preseason. Yeah, I still think it's going to be Green Bay at this point in time and I'm looking for an opportunity to maybe take the Packers. I think Tampa Bay's in trouble long term, but now the Rams with an opportunity they go to Baltimore, team that's decimated in the secondary. Uh, you've got Cooper Cup having a historically great season. Uh, they're really playing well. And how about the just absolute nosedive the Arizona Cardinals have gone on, allowing this team an opportunity to be able to win the division. Um, really, just what a change of uh, situation in the NFC West. They were 15-1 to 1 to win the division three three or four weeks ago. Remember when we were putting these odds up there? Mike, stop reminding me of these things. I, I am so sick and tired of how much money I've missed out on because I am not a good futures better. It, it goes back to the Pitt Panthers winning the ACC. Wake Forest. We t- I, I tried to. We kept putting the odds up there. You could have bet everybody else but Clemson and made money on this I, thing. I, I'm going to tell you. I saw Clemson playing week one. I, I yeah. said I'm right on this team this year. Elite defense, terrible offense. And so the Rams now, offense is playing well. Where are you before we get into the other teams? I'm Matthew Stafford. Good, above average. Um, you're okay. Listen, yeah, he's, he's got slightly t- above average okay. to me. I didn't think he's the savior to the Rams. Look. It's still an impressive victory for them to go into Minnesota and win a game Minnesota really needed, right? Yeah. They're not they're not schluffs, the Vikings, and it's not an easy place to play. Brent talked about when the Raiders went and played there a few years ago, that skull, and it's, it's maddening, it's so high. <laughs> Anyhow, 
they went in there and they really controlled the game. They controlled the game against the Vikings. You know, it's okay to turn the ball over in the red zone when you have Kirk Cousins on the other side. The best he can do is, is either throw an interception or take a sack and kick a field goal, which is what they did uh, on the two position. But it's still a good victory for them. I think the Rams are a real threat in the NFC. In fact, I would rate their chances of winning the NFC above the Cowboys at this point. I think the Rams are the second choice. <laughs> I just don't believe anybody's going into Lambeau this year and winning. That's my personal thought. I, I hope Did you I'm wrong. Someone was last year. I thought Tampa, when they got to the championship game with the come from behind victory they had in New Orleans, I thought they had an opportunity. All right, your second team up is Bills. Yeah, I, I love the way this team's playing. I, I really thought the way they took that chance on fourth down on seven. Uh, after, uh, excuse me, it was fourth and seven. They were going to go for it. Uh, New England jumps off sides, and then they go for it on fourth and two. They go down and get a touchdown. I thought that was the dagger in that game. And the, and the Buffalo Bills said, hey, we're the best team in this division. We're going to win this division. I love the way they played. Really showing some moxie the last couple of weeks. Josh Allen starting to get back to where he was earlier in the year. I think Josh Allen's a very good quarterback. He's being paid like he's Rodgers, Wilson, or Brady, and one of those guys. I don't think he's at that level, but I think his ability to keep plays alive with his legs makes a difference. I think Buffalo is dangerous. And the last team on your up, the Chiefs. I, Mike, this team defensively continues to impress. You, look, I'm going to say this, and I know I'm going to be completely wrong on this. I think the defense has improved drastically. I just don't believe in this defense at the level they're performing. I, I think it's a bit of an aberration. I also think they played the right opponents. Uh, we will find out when the chips are down in the postseason. Here's what could be amazing about this. There's a chance that the AFC title game for the fourth straight year will be played at Arrowhead. Even wow. when the Bills went to the they, they were they were wild card one year, remember? They didn't have home field every year they went when they went four straight years. So I mean that's a pretty impressive feat. Now, they have they have control of the number one seed right now, and they'd still have to win one more game to get the title game at Arrowhead. But it's pretty impressive what they're doing. I'd like to say one other thing about the Chiefs' victory over the Steelers. You have to consider Mike Tomlin for coach of the year that he's been able to win seven games with this team. <laughs> Look at this team. Look at these Steelers. They are absolutely god-awful. I know he won't get any votes, but the fact that they could win that many games and be still in the playoff hunt at this point with Roethlisberger. Listen, I've been extremely critical of Mike Tomlin's clock management. It's always been an issue, but the reality of it is, I don't know if there's not many coaches in football that have been able to get their teams to rally and buy in more than he does. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, if, if he were in New York, we'd, we'd indict him for white-collar crime for insider trading. I mean, this guy is absolutely stealing money from the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. How can you do that to the Rooney family? What a, what a tradition they've had in Pittsburgh. And this guy's out there just absolutely just killing this organization. May not be the best human. Are the other two teams on my uh, up? Cowboys, you have to be impressed, even though it's the Wolf Tees and Taylor Heineke. The total demolition. <laughs> On Sunday night football. Here's the other thing I want to ask you. Does it take an act of Congress to flex the Cowboys out of Sunday night football this late in the season? Yes, it does. Great question. But when you have the Dallas Cowboys sitting at 9-4, and four, there's no way they're getting yeah. flexed out. They could have been playing a high school team. That game would have been on there. Should have been New England and Buffalo. Should have been the Sunday Absolutely. night game, right? I mean, that's for the AFCs. And then you got to give credit to Dan Campbell. This Lions team's fights. I mean, no running back again. Yeah, they had TB12. Not Brady, Tim Boyle, and, <laughs> and, and still had and still had 12 yards to win that game at the end. Really, I, I'm telling you, I know they needed several players. They're going to get a good, a good high draft pick here. Maybe they trade back and get a couple of picks, and I, I think they've got another one by trade. But this team, if they can get that quarterback position solidified, it's going to be a couple of years. you got to give them credit the way they continue to compete because there's a lot of other teams that play dead. Let's go to our down list quick, and I want to hit this team. On Gil's podcast last Thursday, the, the, one of the last questions is, who's the big favorite, most likely to lose, seven-point or more favorite? I said the Chargers. 
And I said, because I like the coaching advantage that David Culley has over Brandon Staley. <laughs> what an embarrassment. By the way, Gil must have been apoplectic after that statement. Um, I, this is pathetic. You've got an opportunity to make the postseason. You get the best team you want in the NFL. The only team you can ask for other than this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. You get the Houston Texans in a controlled dome environment. You've got uh, Herbert there. I get there was no Eckler and no Mike Williams, but you got to be able to get it done. It's a joke. And they're chasing points early, going for two again. This, this Davis Mills got beat by 40 points three times earlier in the year. All right? And they routed the Chargers in a game that the Chargers needed to win. It's an embarrassment. Absolutely ridiculous. Okay, we've got bowl games going on. We've got Houston and Auburn right now. Games later in the day. We'll hit those next on Odds On. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke free, spit free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, or Amal's personal favorite, citrus. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strings, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash F-I-N-D. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back into Odds Odd. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw reunited, and it feels so good. It's been a whole <laughs> yes. week, Amal. Uh, we ran out of time on our down list. Uh, we, we covered the Chargers and Brandon Staley. Another common one is Cliff Kingsbury and the Cardinals. Oh, my God. Losers of three in a row. I mean, this team continues to just, Mike, they had everything. They had an opportunity to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. It would have been a tough out in Arizona. But instead, it doesn't go that way, and uh, I'm not sure where this team goes moving forward. How would you feel if you were one of the four survivors that were eliminated with Arizona on Saturday night? Well, I, I thought it was a tough play. I mean... Well, obviously, none of those four had Green Bay left. Correct. So their, their choices were... And nobody had the Colts. Oh, I So see. their okay. choices were to either use San Francisco, Tennessee, or Arizona. Kind of a rock or a hard place. Three, three Ooh, used San Francisco, one used tough. Tennessee, and four used Arizona. 
Yeah, I, first of all, for me, I would have gone with either Tennessee or Arizona because they're both home teams. Yes, correct. Um, but I, I, I can see them going down on that one. That's a tough one. And by the way, when we talk about Survivor, we're down to five now. Wow. Five. Two of the five have San Francisco this week. Now, Garoppolo is going to play through the hand injury. They were a 15-point favorite against the Texans uh, at Levi Stadium before uh, we heard about Jimmy Garoppolo. I think you have to use the 49ers against the Texans, though, in that 100%. spot. 100%. Right? And 100%. Three have Seattle. They, the, the, they all have Jags. Seattle. The other three might use Seattle, I think, this week. They play in Jacksonville? Um, and I, I have to look it up. I think, actually, the Patriots play Jacksonville. I'm oh, okay. Sure. I'm not sure. It might be Jacksonville. But, but Seattle, another favorite of over seven points this week. You know, we came, actually, in Survivor when we when we speak about it, all. Think about this. If Detroit. Seattle's playing Detroit. Uh, Detroit at Seattle. Think about this. If Nick Chubb doesn't get ejected from the game there with a little over a minute left. I mean, I, I think there's a great chance Cleveland kicks a field. Now, will they make the field goal, right? It was a first-time yep. kicker. But they make the field goal. Survivor would have been over. The entry return of the Survivor would have won $6 million. Wow. And he still has the Buccaneers, so he could get to play it out and try to hit the Bucks on, on week uh, 18 to get the extra million. Good, good on him, man. That's yep. fantastic. Game-changing. But, but, but uh, I don't know why you go and you're going to decide to have Baker throw the ball all the rest of the game. Chubb's gashing up for 10 and 12 on every run, and you had your timeouts. You know what's unfortunate in terms of the survivor yeah. situation real quick? These three games this weekend all could have swung one way or the other, yeah. and that's what makes it so tough. San Francisco's in complete control in the first half. Tennessee had 55 yards of offense. Well, speaking of the 49ers on down that's teams. Your final. Yeah, that's exactly. Your Jimmy Garoppolo, this guy's single-handedly killing this franchise. Super Bowl, you missed Emmanuel Sanders. You got an opportunity here to win a road game against Tennessee. Bury them in the first step. But no, you know what? For TV ratings, we're going to let it hang around. I'm going to do what I do best. And you said it, Mike. I, I said to Britton, I said, Mike made a great comment on Thursday. You go, I can't touch this game because Jimmy Garoppolo will keep both teams in the game. Kudos to you, Jimbo. You did another terrific job of that. Uh, and then my other team was the Giants. I don't know if you watched any of their game against the Eagles. I, it did not. That, that first half was really, really hard to stomach. I mean, I don't, what was from five of thirteen for eight yards or so. I mean, and they let and they and they had a three-three game at that. They are just awful. The, I don't know where they're going. The vote of confidence to Joe Judge. They're going to continue. They re-upped his contract, but this team is really, really, really bad. And even if you get Daniel Jones back, they're not anywhere in a playoff consideration. The reason why I didn't watch that game, I actually watched it on the on the mixed channel yeah. on Directv because I have the feed from Dallas on Directv. And they were one of the local games, so I don't get the local channels from there. So I get, I get stuck on the small box watching this horrific offense with the Giants. I mean, and by the way, they gave Joe Judge a vote of confidence. I still think it could be subject to change. Uh, well, they don't want to have to change coaches every two years. They've been doing that for like the last five. All right, as I mentioned, we have a, a plethora of bowl games today going on. Uh, this morning, we're in the third quarter. Houston Cougars lead Auburn 10-6 to in that game. It's been a defensive struggle so far, Amal. This game moved in favor of Auburn from minus two to minus four, and the total was bet under. I was betting the under in game in that first half, and it paid off. Yeah, this was an easy first half under, as you had, and really dominant in this one. Um, by the way, when you look at this matchup today, though, between Air Force and Louisville, this is going to be an intriguing one. Malik Cunningham in this office has been really flourishing at the end of the season, but this Air Force team has been extremely dangerous. Let's see what they can do in terms of their offense. I think Daniel's an underrated passer when you look at the service academies. I, I think they got a great shot in this one. Should be a lot of fun to see how this game plays out. Uh, Air Force always good in the bowls. It's tough to prepare for the triple options. Yeah. Nine and three in their last 12 bowl games. They're also top five in the country in total defense, and meaning average yards given up per game in defense. I favor uh, the Air Force in this matchup. I, I staying away. I think it's an in-game opportunity. By the way, this is a game Air Force we saw last time did not throw a pass against UNLV. So let's see if they – I'm going to take the over half a yard passing in this game. <laughs> 
and then later in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, we have Mississippi State taking on Texas Tech. This line opened nine of all. It's been bet up to 10 in favor of the Pirate, Mike Leach. And you have a play on this game later. I do, and I'm telling you right now, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's Mississippi State here, and line's creeping up to 10.5. Mike, I'm telling you, this Mississippi State team's going to be ready. I don't know if you saw the article, uh, Texas Tech still owes Mike Leach money. Uh, this is not going to go well. This is a far better team. When you look at Texas Tech, they have struggled offensively down the stretch. We saw Oklahoma State, who had an elite defense, really shut them down. But this is going to be critical in this game for uh, Mississippi State to get off to a fast start. A uh, big review coming up in this Houston-Auburn game right now. Second and 17 at the Houston 30 for Auburn. It was called incomplete on the field. If, if Finley could actually throw the ball with any kind of accuracy, they got a walk-in touchdown. But I think this is going to be interesting to see if it gets overturned. All right. Uh... Next game on the docket tonight is the uh, San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. I'm all this game being played from Patco Park, where we've watched uh, numerous baseball games between UCLA and NC State. UCLA taking uh, not taking any money, really, in this game. This game went from 1, 1.5, 2. Some spots now at 2.5 in favor of the Wolfpack with a total of 61. I like DTR and the dog here. You know, I'm looking forward to watching this game. I don't have a play on this one. I would lean towards the over. I think it should be high scoring. You know what? I really hope one of the teams falls behind because I think it's going to be a game within 10 points either side, but I hope somebody gets down two touchdowns early on. Uh, for me, DTR is a guy, when you look at it, accuracy leaves a lot to be desired, but in terms of mobility for a running quarterback, I, mean, I don't want to say a primary runner, but mobility is unbelievable, and he's tough as, as they come. And then uh, the last game tonight, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl from Phoenix features West Virginia and Minnesota. This game opened four, up to five in favor of the Gophers. Low total, 44 and a half them all. I'm going to go with the P, uh, P.J. Fleck and the boat rowers here. Uh, I just don't think Letty Brown's going to be able to run the ball effectively enough. Jared Dogie's going to be too much to rely on. I will say this, Mike. If West Virginia gets out in front early double digits, I think it's going to be tough for the Gophers because Tanner Morgan's not a guy I want to rely on. I want to rely on this Minnesota defense and the running game. I think that's that'll make the difference in this one. Uh, did not lay five here. I don't want to lay $2 on the money line, but I think it's an in-game opportunity. Hoping West Virginia scores first, maybe a field goal, get this line at about two, two and a half or something. Yeah, it should be a low-scoring defensive game. You know, Minnesota controls the clock. Uh, they want to run the ball first, uh, and their defense have played well. You know, they had a very respectable Big Ten season. They had a few inexplicable losses at home. Finished strong, though, beating Wisconsin and denying the Badgers the Rose Bowl. The yeah. Badgers will play here tomorrow night uh, in the Las Vegas Bowl. I want to turn our attention to a couple college basketball matchups. Those featuring ranked teams have spreads 25, 30 points. So let's look at the games that are a little bit more competitive. I almost wore my Notre Dame pullover today, Amal, because it's probably the last time they'll be favored on the road this year. They're at Pitt, lane four with a total of 127. I wish you had. This was a great day for some road chalk. I tell you what, I took this one at three and a half. I didn't want to give it because it's off to four now everywhere. Mike, they're going to beat this team. This Pitt Panther team is bad. Shoots below 30% from the three-point line. The one thing I still like about Mike Bray's teams, they're so fundamentally sound. I like their chances here going into the uh, Peterson Event Center. Uh, I think they win this game. Jeff Cable's team has competed, but the problem is they get bogged down offensively, highly inconsistent. And if you don't score the basketball against a team like Notre Dame, how, by the way, a win that they've had that's gone under the radar this year, that 66-62 win against Kentucky. Yeah, comeback victory, too. Kentucky had a four-point lead with about three and a half minutes left to go in that game. That game at the uh, Athletic and Convocation Center. Speaking of ACC, if the ACC isn't for you, let's go out west to Boise, where the football teams opted out of the bowl game, but the basketball teams playing a Mountain West game tonight, hosting Fresno State. The Broncos, a four-and-a-half-point home favorite, Amal. 
Total, 119. It's going to be a good game, but the key in this one is going to be can you slow down Robinson in the middle for Fresno State? Averaging 18 points a game for this team uh, from the Vegas area. He is really the catalyst for this team. I think Boise is going to be able to do it, Mike. Uh, line has been creeping up. I wish I had played this on the overnight, uh, but I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to end up probably on Boise here tonight. I think they win at home. you watch any of this Boise State-Washington State game? Uh, last weekend, I, I did not see it, but I know yeah, Boise State won the game. Game was in the 40s at halftime. It was it was a real grinder. Yeah, Boise State won as a, like a five or six point dog in that game on the Palouse. And then finally, in a cross country matchup, Yale travels to California to take on St. Mary's. St. Mary's and the Australian national team laying 12 and a half with a total of 128 and a half. A you don't just roll into Moraga and roll out with a W. Going to be a tough one for the Bulldogs tonight. They have really struggled this year, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Mike, I didn't touch this one, but I'll be looking at the dog here with uh, Yale simply because SMC is not a team that generally runs away. Um, no play here, but I think if you can get that 13, where was that earlier? Take it possibly at 13. All right, when we come back, we're going to continue our bowl preview, including Duke's Mayo's Bowl. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off of VSIN All Access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bets emails. Weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Amal, while we were gone, welcome into Odds On. Mike Palman, Amal Shaw. While we were gone, Auburn took the lead over Houston and has now just intercepted the ball and are back uh, inside the 30-yard line. Absolutely, but I, I thought there was going to be a blindside block. They didn't call it because the receiver for Houston might be the world's strongest man. He absolutely got blown up, still comes back and tries to make a play. Uh, valiant effort there. Big opportunity now for Auburn to put this game away. All right, Amal, we're going to continue our bold previews. These are wildly popular. We put them up on the YouTube channel in video form, so if you want a, a two- to four-minute look at each game uh, from Amal Shaw's perspective, and I throw a few things in there too, you can go to YouTube and check it out. Dukes. Mayo Bowl, Duke's Mayo Bowl. That is Thursday, kicking off at 8.30 a.m. Pacific time, 11.30 on the week uh, on the East Coast in Charlotte, North Carolina, Bank of American Stadium with two teams from the Carolinas, the University of North Carolina and Mac Brown and the University of South Carolina. Both teams, them all, come in 6-6. Six and six. Tremendously disappointing year for the Tar Heels in the fact that they were ranked 10 before the season, remember, ranked number 10 in the AP poll, and then they had that opening game at Lane Stadium that they got beat to open the college football stadium as the Hokies entered to Sandman. Uh, and then, of course, the Heisman campaign of Sam Howell, which never really uh, got off the ground. They did beat Wake Forest in a game that was a non-ACC game that got Wake Forest to the title game in a real shootout there. Um, but otherwise, a very disappointing season. South Carolina with home victories over Auburn, a depleted Auburn team, and the University of Florida on their way to 6-6. Six and six and a tie for fourth in the SEC East. 
The Tar Heels are a big favorite in this game. I'm all nine and a half with a total of 58 and a half. I think it's too big of a number. Mm-hmm. I think when you look at South Carolina, Shane Beamer's team has rallied later in the season. They've been far more impressive than they started off. When you look at North Carolina, four of the six wins this year, they've scored at least 45 points. Three games have had 58 points or more. Really impressive. But, Mike, you mentioned that Virginia Tech loss at the start of the season. They win the next two against Georgia State and Virginia after that. Since that point in time, since the Virginia victory, they've alternated win-loss, 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 win-loss through the rest of the season. They end up losing the final game of the year to NC State. And I'll tell you, that was a catastrophic loss. You've got a nine-point lead with a couple of minutes remaining. Uh, Just a huge loss in that one. So just something to pay attention to. How are they emotion this one? By the way, if you haven't seen Downs, a wide receiver, a Josh Downs for North Carolina, this kid's unbelievable. I think he's going to be a great slot receiver when he gets to the NFL. Still got another year at Carolina, but... Sam Howell and him could have a big day offensively. But on the flip side, I think the South Carolina team, the big concern I have is that quarterback. Dottie's been inconsistent, but they can they find it in the running game? That's going to be the key for them. Uh, Zadarius uh, White has done a nice job in terms of running the ball at times this year. Uh, but they got hot towards the end of the season. But again, inconsistent. They get shut out by Clemson. Miss- Missouri they lose to on the road by three in Como. They, they've competed against some teams. I still think, though, the win over Auburn, Auburn's probably a far better defense than you're going to see out of Carolina. So I think taking the points here is probably the play. Talk about that NC State game to close out the year in Raleigh. Up nine with a minute yeah. 38 to go. I was watching it here on the big screen at Circa. Up nine with a minute 38. NC State had the ball on their own 30-something, like 40. They give up a 60-yard touchdown pass and then the onside kick. And NC State scores immediately. And North Carolina actually had like 30 or 45 seconds left to try to come back. And that was devastating. Also, you mentioned the opening loss to Virginia Tech. And then they win two games. And then they get routed in Atlanta by Georgia Tech. Maybe the worst loss on the schedule. It really was. That game, and I'll tell you, I remember that one distinctly because I had North Carolina second half. I was so happy with the way they played in that third quarter. I knew I didn't have to watch any more of it five minutes into the second half. Uh, it was just an absolute dead loser. No effort from Mac Brown. Mike, they were so desperate, they went for it on their own 35 in the five minutes to go into the third quarter. Next up on Thursday is the TransPerfect Music City Bowl from Nashville, Tennessee. That'll go at 12 o'clock Pacific, 3 o'clock on the East Coast, featuring Tennessee, a little bit of home cooking here, against Purdue, although they don't have far to travel from West Lafayette. The Volunteers of Tennessee, a five-point favorite here over Purdue with a total of 64. We know Purdue for their victories over top five teams, winning at Kinnick against Iowa and at home against Michigan State when they were ranked third in the initial poll. Tennessee has had an up-and-down campaign, although able to put up a ton of points on the board throughout the year and playing the very tough SEC. Do you favor Tennessee here in this matchup because the game's played in Nashville, or do you like Purdue's defense? A uh, couple of factors here. Let, let's start with great question about Nashville. I think you're going to have a big contingent of Rocky Top fans who don't get a chance to get to Knoxville to see games. Maybe you don't drive across the state. Uh, so you will see a huge contingent of Big Orange. Uh, but to me, the key is you look at George Karloftis opting out of this game, one of the best edge rushers in college football. David Bell, one of the premier receivers in college football, out. Also, uh, Mackley out for Purdue, second-leading receiver on this team. You've got another DB out for Purdue right now. Three interceptions in the season. I think Purdue's in serious trouble in this game. I'm not going to say it's going to near that Auburn-Purdue bowl game we saw a couple of years ago, but I'll tell you right now, I think Purdue's absolutely in serious trouble in this game, and Tennessee's going to roll. It's going to be rocky top all day for me. Big orange. I think this line gets to seven by the time we get to kickoff in this one. I I love Tennessee in this one. Start Start with a little John Ward, wherever you are. It's football time in Tennessee. As the kids say, Amal, do you have this in your portfolio already? 
Well, I don't consider betting a portfolio, but yes, I, I took the Rocky Top Boys at five. Because right. I think the line's going to jump up at seven. Okay, and then uh, <laughs> next up on Thursday, the Chick-fil-A, Bowl, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl from Atlanta, Georgia, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This game goes 4 o'clock Pacific, 7 o'clock local time there between the Pitt Panthers and the Michigan State Spartans. This is really a game that is about who isn't playing, yeah. including both Heisman candidates from each team. Michigan State still favored by 2.5 in this spot with a total of 56. Both had excellent campaigns this year. We talked about Pitt winning the ACC. Michigan State played in a very, very difficult uh, Big Ten East this year and held their own. Of course, a lot of that due to the, the great player, the running back, who they won't have in this game. For me, Amal, I can't touch this game because of who isn't playing. Do you find any advantage in betting? I do not, and I agree with you. I would lean towards Pittsburgh here, I think, because Pittsburgh defensively is better than Michigan State. Remember, this is the worst pass defense in college football with the Spartans. The other thing is, uh, when you look at it, you lose Kenneth Walker, 137 yards per game, Mike. It's not just that, the 1,600 yards and the 18 touchdowns. I think it's his speed. The running game that they had, I'm telling you right now, Kenneth Walker is directly attributable to Mel Tucker's contract extension. Even though Kenny Pickett's been terrific, I still think Pitt's got enough player playmakers on the outside to be able to win this football game. I like them catching the two and a half here, but Pickett is going to be a big loss. I didn't play this game, and I won't play it. I'm going to watch the first quarter to see what we get out of the Panthers offensively. Uh, but if you said you got to play it, you're going to the game or what have you, I, I would be looking at taking the Panthers here. Pitt took a, a picket out in the fourth quarter of that Wake Forest game because it was such a route. They didn't move the ball out. Now, they needed to kill the clock, but they didn't show much offensively without Pickett behind center in that spot. I just don't know enough about these teams. If anything, a play on this game, it probably end game for me when I see how these lines match up against each other. I, I would agree with you completely. I think that's a key in so many of these matchups. If you can wait for the end game opportunity to see how a game is playing out, it gives you a huge advantage. I know you've done that throughout the bowl season. So I think that's something that's important. You know, show a little patience, a little discipline before you get into the game. And then once you get a feel for how it's playing out, I think you got much better opportunities. You know what's back tonight? I'm all the NHL is finally back from their Christmas break. Uh, and we have three games scheduled on the ice tonight. The uh, Montreal Canadiens are traveling to Amelie to take on the Tampa Bay Lightnings. Lightnings, huge favorites here, Mall, near $3, minus 275. You can get them on the puck line, minus a puck and a half at minus 115 with a total of six. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Manny Legacy potentially getting the start here. Actually, he's been confirmed for the Lightning. I'm not laying this kind of price Ooh. with Manny Legacy oh. in net here. I didn't realize there was a Manny, Manny Legacy sighting. Um, yeah, I haven't heard about Manny Legacy in a long time. <laughs> Since he was in Detroit. <laughs> in a long time. Do you think about taking the Canadians at maybe at plus 225 or even at a plus price with a puck and a half? Well, your guys in there, Sam Montembeau. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want to touch this game. I, you know, I was thinking about this. I thought maybe overs are a way to look early on when we get yeah. back from this COVID uh, break a little bit. We'll see how it plays out. Okay. Uh, the VGK are on the ice in L.A. tonight taking on the Kings. VGK favored by a dollar fifty on the road here with a total of five and a half juice to the over twenty cents a mile. Yeah, here's my question: Why is Laurent Broussard and um, uh, Garrett Sparks getting the start uh, start in this one? Is it all backups night? So far, we've heard four backups. That's what I'm saying. I, I can't figure this out. You know, to me, when you look at it, I think Leonard was in COVID protocol, uh, and that's why he didn't start the last game okay. before the break. But now remember. Leagues are adjusting. CDC said yesterday the uh, isolation period only five days now instead of 10. If that's the case, maybe some of these guys get back on the ice tonight. I check your lineups before betting. 100%. That's been so critical in these. And the goaltenders want to confirm them. Just check before the game goes uh, to make sure you know who you're getting in this one. I, Mike, I'm, like I said, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach in these games. 
Uh, I do think we're going to see some goals in, in both of the first two games we mentioned. Uh, and then finally, the Coyotes are in San Jose to take on the Sharks. Coyotes struggle so far through the early part of the season. Sharks lane 215, total 5.5, juice to the under. Can't make that statement with the Coyotes in a game, but against San Jose, you still might have some goals in this one. Uh, not going to touch this game. Wedgwood and Reimer in net tonight. All right, when we come back, Amal and I are each going to have one play for you. And we'll look at the night on the hardwood in the NDA. That's next. Odds on. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, Bed Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for college football matchups, just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1 800 Gambler. Indiana, 1 800 9 with it. Uh, Colorado, 1 800 522 4700. Michigan, 1 800 270 7117. Virginia, 1 888 532 3500. And Iowa, call 1 Bets Off. Playable in New Jersey is Play Sugar House. Void where prohibited. Welcome back into Onside Mike Palm with the Mall Shaw. Um, we each have a play for you. I'm interested to get your play and see what your updated record is. You were pretty hot going into that Christmas break. Come on. Yeah, lost a tough game with Wyoming and Northern Iowa, Mike. I don't know if you saw that game. Britain, Britain oh, in Hawaii. Now, yes. Yeah. Britain and I were texting about that, and they, they blow that game there. Um, by the way, I guess Mississippi is too long to write out, so we went with the Miss IPPI State here. Uh, against Texas Tech, laying 10. Big number in a bowl Mississippi. game. That's how they say Mississippi. I want to tell you, if you have not been down to the, the Gulf Coast, it's actually a very beautiful part of the country. Uh, I like them against the Red Raiders here. Mike, remember, Mike Leach was fired uh, over the situation where he put Craig James's kid in the closet. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been paid out his full money from no, Texas Tech. It was a Tech. shed. It was, was a it shed? shed? Okay, well. Closet. Closet, closet, closet shed. In, in, in a house in its condition, air condition. Was a shed. <laughs> was, I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, yeah. and uh, I, I like Will Rogers and company. Or Will Rogers had had a good season. This Mississippi State, outside of that debacle against um, Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl, thought the best win probably of, by any team this year was the come from behind victory, where they scored about three million consecutive points against Auburn. One ninety two, one eighty three, and four for my man. Yeah, getting back. It was that five hundred yeah, yeah, a little while yeah, back. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
For me, I like UCLA tonight. It's up to two and a half if you haven't bet it. I took two earlier this morning. I, I think they have a bigger crowd there. They only have to go down to San Diego. NC State's got to travel across the country. I think it's a big spot for DTR. He chooses to play here for Chip Kelly. And I actually think they're the better team. I think they've played stiffer competition this year, having having played out of conference as well as in the Pac-12 than what NC State has really faced. And so I think they're a more explosive offensive team. And I think UCLA, actually, if I was making the line, would make UCLA one, one and a half in this spot. So I took UCLA plus two. That's a one-unit play uh, for me, Amal. I, I'm surprised you didn't go money line there a little bit. I, I thought maybe this would have been a money line play. By the way, though, I'm glad you're on the Bruins because I'm going to be watching this game. And so now I have a rooting interest. And I, I really, look, I don't like to pull for SEC and ACC teams. <laughs> uh, while, while we were away or while we were yeah. talking here, Houston passed up a 52-yard field goal to try to tie and went fourth and eight and didn't make it. Auburn's ball on their own 30. Obviously, there's a lot more Brandon Staley's in football than we realize. I don't understand this. You, you, Houston's got a terrific kicker. He made a 52-yard field goal in the first half, but it's not about that. Mike, he, in his career, he's got a 56-yard for a long, and just to not take the points there shocks me uh, with Witherspoon. Uh, oh, my gosh. That, that is an interesting call by Dana Holgerson. Now, maybe there's some wind we're unaware of. They were kicking into the wind. I don't know, but just a little bit surprising in a game that's so tight. All right, we've given you all the window dressing. Let's get to the meat and potatoes of our program, the NBA. <laughs> And let's start out in Miami where the Heat are hosting the Wizards. Heat, six-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 208-and-a-half a mall. Are the Wizards the biggest surprise team in the East this far? And are the Heat built for the playoffs? The Heat are built for the playoffs. When I look in the Eastern Conference, I look at five teams right now. The team that's probably going to win it, for me, comes down to two-and-a-half teams. Brooklyn and Milwaukee and the Miami Heat as the half as the contender there. Uh, I look at Chicago and Cleveland as being dangerous teams. I love the way the Cavs are playing. But the problem with betting the Miami Heat, and you look at these matchups, today it's it's the Washington Wizards. Okay, Contavious No-Hope-Pope, he's in uh, COVID protocol. We got Montrez Harrell out. You've got Aaron Holiday out. You've got Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, Anthony Gill. And Bradley Beal is the only one who's a game-time decision on this one. On the flip side, we've been dealing with these injuries with Miami. Kyle Lowry out. Udonis Haslin, I only bring that because... The longest tenured Miami Heat of all time. Moore still out. Oladipo still out. Um, I mean, Bama out of bio still out with the thumb injury. It is so hard, in my opinion, to bet on some of these games until you look at the lineups and say, okay, it looks like they got more scores. This team's going to be more effective. I have no interest in this game. Miami is not the same team without Bama out of bio in terms of what he can do on the glass and defensively. Uh, stay away spot here in this matchup. All right, let's uh, stay in Florida and go to Orlando where the Bucks are taking on the Magic. Amal, the Bucks are a 14-point road favorite with a total of 215.5. Are the Magic worse than even the Pistons? Well, that's a good question. I, I think they're both comparable. I think Houston's probably slightly, be, uh, slightly better than both of those teams, but the, the Orlando Magic, they are absolutely tragic. Uh, 14's a big number to lay on the road here, Mike. I wouldn't lay this number in this spot. I would be more apt to take it. Here's the problem, though. When you take a team like Orlando in this situation, you are holding your breath. You're hoping you're like, hey, maybe we get this thing within 17 going into the fourth quarter. It just sort of feels like. But I would look at the dog here before laying the points on the road. Okay, the Philadelphia 76ers are taking on the Toronto Raptors. The 76ers lane seven. With a total of two thirteen six and a half now, total of two thirteen and a half. I'm all. Yeah, I think you're seeing simply because you see uh, Pascal Siakam game time decision here uh, with COVID. Uh, Gary Trent is out. OG Ananobu continues to be out for this team. Uh, Scotty Barnes in COVID protocol. Uh, Goran Dragic has been out forever. It seems like, and uh, Fred Van Vliet also out in COVID. So, uh, 
Mike, I, I think uh, Toronto's in trouble in this one. I, I think Philadelphia's going to be able to cover this one on the road here. All right, the next game features the Lakers and the Rockets. Lakers on the road, lane five and a half with a total of 224. Here's my question for you, Amal. Why were the Lakers favored against the Nets on Christmas Day? I, I didn't get it. I had a small play on the Nets. Hey, listen, I don't sit there and rub in your losses. Why you got to rub in my Lakers? But I've been know. losing on the I Lakers left you and were, right side. I know you weren't You were here. on the Lakers? Yeah, well, listen, I thought it was a good opportunity for them to bounce back. and uh, They lost to- by like 140 to the Spurs. I was on that game, too. <laughs> I was. I, it's, I'm gonna tell you right now. I, I was. You're the Spurs, another, another LeBron apologist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hoping he gets banned from the league. Hopefully, he goes full Nick Chubb and gets kicked out of the game. But Mike, this Lakers team plays no defense, and Russell Westbrook is an absolute turnover machine. It is unbelievable how many turnovers he has here. Um, I I just can't back him. I'm sure the Lakers will win by a thousand because I'm not going to be on them tonight. But I'm not going to take Houston either. Um, I don't know what to make of this team. Remember, Fizdale was coaching in place of, um, I can see his face right now. I'm drawing a blank. Frank on the, Vogel? Thank you, Frank, Frank Vogel. This team, though, they turn the ball over too much. They're running through much to Russell, through Russell Westbrook. Is a bigger problem for the Lakers, and we know it cannot be LeBron, is a bigger problem <laughs> for the Lakers that they brought in Russ or the fact that Anthony Davis has not played like a top big man in the game this year. I think both points are valid. Anthony Davis has not played like a guy. I thought Anthony Davis, I said this a couple of years ago, and Giannis has become that guy now. I thought Anthony Davis not only had a chance to be the best big man in the NBA two, three years ago, I thought he had a chance to be the best player in the world. He's not up for that title right now. That's Giannis's crown. Uh, to me, he's got to come back with more intensity. Here's the other problem. Mike, he has shot the ball worse than anybody in the NBA. And then on the flip side, Russell Westbrook, Mike, six, seven turnovers, eight turnovers a game. Third in the NBA in turnovers per game. The only two guys who have more turnovers per game are James Harden and Luka Doncic. You know what all three of these guys have in common? They complain more than anybody in the association. I mean, after 10, 12 years, don't you learn not to get caught in the air with nowhere to go with the ball? No, that's something you probably learned in the sixth grade, but Russ still hasn't figured it out. All right. Knicks are in Minnesota taking on the Timberwolves. The Knicks four-and-a-half-point road favorites. Total two, 12 and a half. Have the Timberwolves been better than you thought they were going to be? And are you surprised at the Knicks' return to normalcy this year? Uh, no, uh, in terms of the Knicks, I'm not. Because I thought they played far over their head. I didn't think Julius Randle is as good as he mm-hmm. played last year. And I'm a little bit surprised by what the Timberwolves have been able to do this year. Carl Anthony Towns has been terrific. Uh, you know, when you look at what he's been able to do, averaging almost 25 points a game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, of course. And then Anthony Edwards has been the difference maker for this team. So, to me, I like... The Timberwolves here, I, I got to check the injury update. I didn't realize the line's four and a half. Boy, that's a that's a big number. No wonder. You got, again, so many guys out. I, I forgot Towns is out. So stay away on this one here. Uh, Mike, these games are so hard to bet. You're looking at the injury report more than anything else than normal because so many guys are out with COVID. You mentioned the Cavaliers as being one of five potential teams in the East that you thought could win it. Uh, I don't they think are... they could win it. I think they make a push. Okay. They are in New Orleans tonight taking on the Pelicans. Cavs are laying uh, three and a half now in this spot with a total of 212 of them all. Yeah, I'm going to take the road here with the with the Cavaliers. You know, they won a nail-biter against Toronto the other night just by 45. Uh, I don't know if they're going to win by 45 on the road here, but I like them against the Pelicans. This New Orleans team is not particularly good. Remember, Zion Williamson's still out for an extended period of time. The one thing when I look at this team, they don't shoot the ball well, and now you're playing up against an elite defense. It's going to be a real challenge for the Pels in this one. Uh, three and a half, Mike. I, I feel like this game is going to probably get to four by the time we get to tip off. Incredible against the spread run for the Cavaliers. Unbelievable. People don't realize that, that size, Mobley, Jared Allen, really presents a problem. 
Um, Nuggets at Warriors tonight. Warriors laying seven and a half with a total of 218. Who is more important to their team's success? Nikola Jokic or Steph Curry? Great question, and the answer is Jokic. Do you like anybody here? Seven and a I half. I do not. Dream, dream, on, uh, dream on green out tonight for the Warriors. Do you have the Warriors on Christmas Day? I did Getting not. Points, All right. On behalf of everyone here at Odds On, we want to extend our sympathies to Gil Alexander, who lost his father. Our prayers are with you. Stay tuned. Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.